Hey, everybody. What is happening? I'm your boy, Bigger T, joined as always by Big C. What's up, Clint? Man, uh, man, just man, living the living the dream. Man, I'll tell you what, 16, 17-year-old Clint is just over, over the moon right now. So here's what happened, folks. Sitting there watching the – I think it was after the Alabama game. And uh, I may have told you all this last week, but I'll tell you again. Sitting there, get a message, and it's from Big O, Oliver Miller. He says, when am I coming on again? Now <laughs> we can record tonight. I don't care if Clint can be there or not. Let's do it. He and uh, he said, well, I said, well, we're gonna we'll record Tuesday. He was gonna come on last Tuesday, but instead he decided to have his um, decided to have another grandbaby that night. So grandbaby number three. So uh, yeah, grandbaby number three and the the big old uh, family there. So. He just he said, well, we'll re- reschedule. And he came on with us tonight. And, uh, guys, this is a great podcast, isn't it, Clint? Oh, I know. It It, it, it just it, – it's man, it's great every time we have on. You know, and it, it's awesome to think that we have Big O on as a frequent contributor now. And he more than anything, Big O loves the Razorbacks. That's right. And, and it comes out. He he is a fan. He loves Arkansas. He loves the Razorbacks. He's a fan. And right now, the fans, we, we need therapy. Yeah, we do. We need some help. Yeah. And so this is a, just consider this a group therapy session. We vent, he vents, you vent. By three guys that their name starts with big. Right. Okay. It's the big O therapy session. Big old therapy session. Big old therapy session. So like and share. Share this thing, folks. Share it. Share it. Go ahead and share it now, even before you watch yeah. it. You know you're going to like it. Watch it. I mean, no, don't, don't watch it. Watch it. But share it. Share it. But go ahead and share it now. Share it now, because you know you want share it. Now. Share it now. And enjoy. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, because that's uh-huh. what we want. And that helps us get out to other people. And enjoy. Our friend, Big O. One, two, three, five. You've ever seen a lame man walk? Ever heard a dumb man talk? Never seen a blind man see? I promise you a pain is You ever seen a canceled death? Ever seen all the poor get fed? Ever seen a prisoner set free? I promise you a change is Hello, hello, hello. It is time for the Big C, Bigger T podcast. And it's, man, it's a special time because not only is it Big C, Clint Clark. How you doing, Clint? I'm, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to pretend like you're here this time. Oh, man, I was like just waiting to be cut off. Yeah. I want to introduce him. Okay, wait. Want... You got your boy Bigger T. Oh, yeah. I'm here. And then, Clint, introduce our guest. The only man, or at least the first man, to score a 25-point shot in MTV Rock and Jock history. Big old Oliver Miller. Now, uh, Big O, I was 
I was reminiscing that, and every time I'm like, I need Rami to ask Big O about Rock and Jock. You know, that was the first, first celebrity Jock. event. That was the first celebrity event I was invited to, and um, I was with uh, Mike Rappaport, um, Kane, uh, the play Superman, um, um, Dan Marley, a couple of other guys. Bill Bellamy was there. Yeah. So uh, while we was there, you know, I was like, they had to go way up top. So I was just always just messing around. So when I got the ball, I just started shooting number 25 shots and I made the first one. And I made two of them, matter of fact, and got co-MVP of the uh, Rockin' Jack, the first Rockin' Jack. It was, it was interesting. Now you did miss a few 10 pointers though. <laughs> <laughs> it was out of my range. <laughs> that's right. Hey, but that's what I'm talking about. Just keep shooting, baby. You be that's right. Shooters got to shoot. Shooters got to shoot. <laughs> but that that does look like man. Th those things they they look like they're a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, just I mean. I guess after the first one, they learn from the, and it gets better and better. But, you know, I think that was the first one that they had. And, you know, it just came out and it was fun. I mean, I still have pictures and I still have the trophy at my mom's house. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of these times I bring it on. Cool, <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, was Dan Cortez there? I, all I remember, wasn't it Dan Cortez versus Bellamy? Like the two coaches all the time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I know Bill was there for sure. Right, yeah, like yeah he was versus the violators. He was a staple in all those. He was yeah, sort of the Kevin Hart of the time. You know, he was yeah, yeah, all those celebrity things because he was funny. He was a funny guy, so he great guy too. Kept, great kept guy. it lighthearted and everything, and kind of hosting or whatever. So yeah, and he was decent basketball player too. It yeah, you know, and then, and then you know, I have to take advantage because I have Coach Richardson not around telling me not to shoot. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a foreshadowing of things to kill him with music not playing on MTV. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it's uh, the last time, Big O, you were on. We went through the schedule and did our preview. And uh, well, guys, our our predictions ain't looking too hot. Clint's, we go at least ours ain't as bad as Clint's is looking. Hey, look, he said I'm I'm in the, my, hey, I'm, it's kind of like my marriage is I'm 50 50. Yeah, Clint predicted an undefeated season. Yeah, that would happen. And uh, now. Big O and I both predicted the same, I think, a 10-win season, uh, which is not possible anymore. Mm. Uh, we did predict – Big O actually predicted we would lose to A&M. Uh, he thought that that would be – that we would slip up there because we would be getting ready for Alabama. I picked us to lose to Alabama, but I predicted us to beat – a&M, and that, of course, that didn't happen thanks to a <clears throat> field goal post. And then none of us, you know, we t we did talk about how that Mississippi State game was going to be a tough one to come back to. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think we I think we talked about that on there on that podcast. 
And Mississippi State, what well, proved to be a tough one. Now, one thing we didn't, you know, know was going to happen was KJ being hurt, Catalan out for the season, Day Day Bishop out for the season. I mean, our defensive backfield, uh, we got two freshman receivers practicing at corner right now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, McAdoo and, and Bakke. Okay. Uh, both of them, Bakke did last week. This week, McAdoo uh, is back there. However, that does put some speed back there, which is something we need. <laughs> so if nothing else, they may not be able to guard nobody, but they can at least chase them down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get to know their last name pretty well. That's right. <laughs> now we have we're going up to Provo to BYU. Now look, we we talked about it before we got on here. This is kind of a therapy session for us, right? I and mean, this is, you know, we're we came into this season. We really thought, man, we finally have some depth at defensive back and some de good defensive backs. Not so much, <laughs> okay? We thought we had the pass, you know, pass rush has been good, but our defensive backs are so bad, we can't send the pass rush as much as we'd like. What are, Big O, what are you feeling right now as you look at these Razorbacks? I put it all on the coaches. I put it all on the coaches because – if, if you, anybody thinks about it, our momentum changed after AM after we started running those trick plays. It's mm -hmm. like after we lost that, that fumble on the reverse or the bleak liquor or whatever the trick play was, mm -hmm. our momentum went down. And we shouldn't even have to put our kicker in that situation. Yeah. You know, it, it shouldn't even have gone down to last second. We need to put it in the kicker's hand. No counts a good kicker, but I mean, why put them in that situation? You know, play to our strengths. Yeah. So we get to Alabama, I think, you know, I don't know where our heart was. You know, we just came out just at like we didn't want to be there. We had like we didn't want to play. So, once again, that's preparation from mm -hmm. the coaches. And this last game, I don't even – oh, God. <laughs> no – oh. You always coach to your player's strength. Our strength is attack defense. Our strength is pass rushing. Our strength is letting Cooper, I mean, bumper and letting um, Sanders. Sanders just go loose. Mm -hmm. But we stay with a three-man rush, giving the guy 30 seconds. I mean, damn, I could have stayed back there and threw a bum. Yeah. I mean, they had all the time. Yeah. I mean, yes. Hornsby missed a, a, a goal line touchdown. And, you know, yes, of course, we need to work on our tackling and our, our touch passing and all that. But still, though, for the game, it's, it's the coaches prepare us. Now, when the player goes out and not doing what the coach prepared us to do, that's on us. Mm. But it's clearly you can see we are not prepared for certain games, we wasn't prepared. I can go back to last year and everybody can 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 be honest. When we were playing against, we got matched up against Gonzaga, everybody had a little wary because they had two big men. We didn't have any big men, but 
Musselman prepared them. Yeah. He shocked me. Yeah. But I have to realize he has been in the pro level. He knows what it takes to get the guys prepared. Yeah. Our guys don't look prepared. Yeah. <laughs> you don't play to, you didn't coach our, our guys' strength. Now, why would Alabama give a damn about KJ? I mean, you want to turn him in and he can't play the next game? Okay, cool, whatever. We're not a threat to you guys anymore. Let us go out and play. But right. thank you for looking out for him. But I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm not disappointed in our players per se, even though you need to work on your own craft. Mm. You know, when Coach Richardson put me in the game, he couldn't make a free throw for me. He couldn't make a layup for me. He couldn't make a dunk. He couldn't stop Shaq for me. I he he had enough faith in me to prepare me, and I went out and did what I had to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do he say after the Alabama? Go back to fundamentals? Yeah. Okay, go back to fundamentals. I mean, I, I, I looked at one play. Instead of tackling the guy, we pushed him seven extra yards. Yeah. That's not tackling. Yeah. <laughs> We're not playing. Think, right now, a lot of people are really down on Bryce because he'll, he'll pound the ball, pound the ball, then he'll try to get cute. And what I told Travis is I said, this is an opportunity for uh, Sam Pittman to grow as a head coach because he's got to get comfortable saying, no, we're not running that. He's got to get, he's got to get comfortable overriding his coaches. And like you were talking about, you're frustrated with Barry Odom. You know, you should probably, he's got to be comfortable saying, no, I'm the head coach. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. And I think, he, I, don't, I think he's tried to take such a CEO head, head coaching mentality and not metal, it's almost to his detriment. Um, yeah. You know, because I mean, I'm starting to wonder as a coach, do you trust your players to come tell you what's working or not? Because it's like, you know, I, I mean, I hate to compare us to other, other people, but coach didn't have to tell us because we knew what we had to do. Mm. If we knew it was time to go ban the man 40 minutes of hell full court, we called that on ourselves. We called a lot of changes. A lot of people didn't know that when we got in crucial times, a lot of times coach looked at us and said, what y'all want to do? Mm. And whoever said, give me the ball first out of me laying tired, that's who got the ball. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I don't, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You go the whole game rushing three people, the whole game, yeah. At halftime, you don't have no sense to say, "Hey, we need to change something." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I know they're like, "Well, it worked the previous two years." Well, you know, it's year three, and so. And I tell you what, and, and uh, Will Rogers just an outstanding quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, yeah, I'm gonna give him all the. Like, did you see? He's already set the SEC career completions record, and like, did it in like. Two thirds of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Big O, I think you bring up some good points. And and look, and I'm with you on the coaching. And he, and I want to I want to I want to say this. I'm not in any way saying fire any of the coaches. Oh no no no. I love saying I and I love Sam Pittman. I remember from whence we came. <laughs> okay. I remember what we were before he got here and Browse and Odom were a huge part of that. 
but just because we love them and we appreciate them doesn't mean we can't point out mistakes we think they're making. Okay. And you're doing, and that's what you're doing right now. I just want to make that clear. I want to say it out loud. Oh, no. You know, cause I, I think some people think, well, you're talking, Oh, so you're, you know, you hate them now. No, I don't hate them. No, I don't hate them. I just, just wish they would see some things. As a, as a fan, you, you want, like you just said, you want to see things, you know, when, when, when baseball season came, the, the coach knew, you know, let me change the lineup. Yeah. And when he changed the lineup, what happened? Yeah, he played yeah, to the right. strength of what he had. That's right. And that's all that I saw. I, saw. I mean, <laughs> you can look at the pros. They get mad when the coach run a fourth and one and, and instead of trying to get the points. You see mm. it now in the NFL. Yeah. It's like you they're they're mad because the coach is not putting them in the situation to win. Yeah. Well, I think you brought up some really good points that um those trick plays, those plays, uh I, I think that was a huge, you know, everybody talked about KJ's fumble. KJ was just trying to make a play and he did something. Yeah, he shouldn't have stuck the ball out like that, but he was trying to make a play, right? But on the drive previous to that, when they bring in Hornsby, you know, and like I think somebody on like one of the call in sports shows here, every time he comes in, you he has like about to be, you know what the play is gonna be. Like a flashing light on his head, like, <laughs> watch that dude, here he comes. And they go three plays to him in a row. Okay, the first one, the pass got tipped. It was open. It hit him in the hand still. He might should have caught it. But still, no big deal. Go on, run another play. You're driving on him before that, right? But instead, you run two other plays. He fumbles the reverse deal. I mean, you, you run two other plays to him, and, it, and you stall out the drive, right? Look, a weapon like that, you got to get them in the flow of the game. They've never let him get in the flow of the game. No, you just he bring him in and run reverse or bring him in and run the fleet flicker. I mean, or just on, bring him in, let him run a regular route just to be out there. Exactly. Look, the Kansas City Chiefs had the, you know, now he's down at at, at uh, uh, Miami, but had O'Hill, that, the receiver. Fastest guy in the NFL, right? They didn't throw him the ball first play ever play because he's the fastest guy. He may not get the ball till right before the first end of the first half. Exactly. But by the end of the game, he's going to have 120 yards and two touchdowns. But he's been in the game, and it, and it gives the defense time to forget he's out there. And with Hornsby, if you can't work him into that to where he's running receiver plays regularly, anyway – and then the whole replacing who replaces KJ when he's out, you know. Obviously, Fortner was a better practice player. You know, that's what they said. He won the job in practice. Not every great athlete is a great practice player. You know that, right? I mean. Yeah, Coach Richardson will tell you, shit. He like, these players don't practice worth the. Bleep. <laughs> when them hot dogs get the roll and the popcorn get the pop, and this time the whips are bleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the greatest example of all is Matt Jones at Arkansas. 
you know, he was probably the worst practice player they've ever had up there. If you hear people talk about it, he didn't like to practice. If you hear him talk about it, he didn't like to practice. He didn't want to practice. He wanted to go play basketball, <laughs> you know, mm. and, but he got out there in the football field. He's one of the most exciting football players of our time, you know? And so as a coach, you got to know that you got to know that Hornsby may not be the best in practice, but when he gets out there on the field, he's going to do something. And that's, let me explain explain to people out there, even in college, you get a scouting report of each player, what they do, what they can do. And I guarantee you on the scout report, when the horns become in the game, watch for a trick play. Yeah. I guarantee you that is on the scout report. Oh, yeah. Guarantee you. So won't you just come in and do something different? Yeah. Like when he come in, he's quarterback. Everybody know he's going to run a sweep. He ain't going to pass it. Yeah. Everybody know he's going to do a draw. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. and, and when they when they first put him in the Mississippi State game, he sh- first off, he should have stayed in. Because it's obvious there was a different vibe. There's just the, it was more that you could just tell like they were behind this guy and they weren't behind that guy. Yeah, you can see a confidence in the offense with Malik in that you didn't see with Kate in. And, and there's been some bad personnel decisions on this. On this, um, I, I'm going to talk about our boy Reed Bauer. I mean, I could have saw after the Cincinnati game that Reed Bauer was better last year than Max Fletcher was this year. He's talking about the punter. The oh, punter. Okay. Yeah, I mean. We had him on our podcast here a while back. How many 35-yard punts do you have to see before you go back to the guy that was doing 27 it? 27-yard punts. Yeah, it was – and, and you know, we usually do a player of the game, and we hadn't talked about it, so we, you know, we weren't going to do one this week. And I was telling Travis, my player of the game is going to be Reed Bauer. Man's got benched for, for, you know, a freshman punter that they brought in on scholarship, mm. who's probably going to be a great punter. And you know what? The other guy wasn't cutting it. He got his chance and boomed a 50-yarder, boomed a 45-yarder. His, two, his first two punts were just beauties. And so, I'm, you know, Pittman said he's the punter going forward. Well, and here's the other thing, and, and Big O talked about just making coaching decisions. You're struggling as a team. And one of your things you're struggling with is inconsistency in lots of different places, right? You're one of your probably most consistent player the last four years has been your punter in Reed Bauer. He's not, you know, he hadn't necessarily been the guy to kick it, you know, 70 yards, but he also has been the guy that he's pinned people deep you know and i'm sorry i go to the most consistent guys i can have you know i want you know if i'm in a basketball team i want the most consistent free throw shooter i can get you know shooting those free throws i want i want the most consistent guy kicking those punts and how they waited this long to let that happen i don't understand well let me let me ask you this Every guy on the team has a scholarship, right? Mm. So one man not doing his job, next man up, right? Mm. Yeah. If you play for Alabama and you come out there and you're doing, you're not doing your job, what do you think Nick Saban's gonna do? You're gone. 
Did he have a problem pulling Jalen Hurts out in the championship? No. I mean, uh, what, what, whenever they were playing, he put in yeah. uh, the that tour, tour up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> these kids have scholarships. Yeah. They have a scholarship for a reason. Yeah. And if you see one kid is struggling there, give the next guy a chance. Let them, I mean, have, you know, a lot the, of people don't know it. Like my sophomore year, Coach Richardson, didn't he he wanted to start me, but he didn't want to hurt the chances for Mario credit. Mm. He like if, if I have my sophomore story in front of my senior, it might hurt his chances going to the NBA. Yeah. But it's always the next man up. I mean, you know, come on, let's <laughs> I mean we yeah. were how I many on the roster? 50, 40 something. I'm pretty yeah. sure we got a lot of DBs that's thirsty and ready to get back there. I got I'm pretty sure we got yeah. a lot of linebackers thirsty and ready to get back there. Mm-hmm. And help out Bumper and Sanders. I mean, I mean, not. not I'm gonna make this clear. I'm not asking for anybody to be fired yeah. whatsoever. Oh no. Only thing I want is for us to prepare our guys better. No, a hundred percent. And I think you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to the Arkansas Razorback football team, we're all three just fans. I can tell you, Sim Pittman's not going to listen to this podcast and terminate Barry Olden. I can know that. <laughs> but another thing I want to make clear, you know, this Malik Hornsby experiment, doing all this cutesy stuff with him, while it probably got him out of the transfer portal, it has cost us maybe two games. Yeah. Because, because you do the cutesy stuff and it kills your momentum against AM. And now, and then in Alabama, you know, if he, who would have known against Alabama, it was what it was. Then you talk about the Mississippi State game, you got Malik Hornsby, your third string quarterback, all of a sudden. And he hasn't been taking the, all the reps that he should have. And you can tell this team's different, has a different faith in Malik Hornsby than it did Kate Fortner. And he hasn't practiced that position, so he's your third guy. I mean, well, here's I think, the other thing about that. Every time you do a cutesy play, like, uh, you know, like we've done others. It's not just Hornsby stuff, but even those Hornsby plays, the um, uh, the half, you know, the not the halfback pass, but the receiver, receiver pass. You know, we've done that a few times. We tried to get that going with the uh, uh, what's his name number nine, huh? Oh, we did it with Warren Thompson and Hazelwood. Yeah, Hazelwood and them. You know. Every time you do that, you're taking the ball out of, except for this last game, you're taking the ball out of KJ Jefferson's hands. Your most dynamic player on your team. So every time you try something like that, you're taking the ball out of the best player you got on the field's hands and putting it into someone else's hands that's not used to making the decisions you're asking them to make. You know, Hazelwood's not used to making the decisions on who to throw to down the field. You know, that's KJ. And I would much rather, let's run a play and let KJ decide someone to throw to. You know, uh, especially if it hasn't been working in the past. Yeah, I mean, like Alabama game. Bryce Young in in the game, he's like, oh, it's going to be a long day. He gets hurt. Oh, snap. We got a chance. You got they they backup coming in and every down third down and long, he's running it. Yeah. So as a coach, I'm like, 
okay, I'm gonna have a spy on him, either Bumper or Sanders, spy on him. So give us a chance. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know if they watching the game or I don't know if they chewing to me sunflower seeds. I, I don't know. On that one big run they did hit, you know, that, that the quarterback hit that broke her back, they did have a spawn and he just missed the tackle. Well, he missed the tackle, but here's the other thing, Big O. Every, you know, sometimes the spy is going to miss the tackle. Okay. But that's why you have safeties. Yeah. And we didn't, there was nobody there. Okay, let me ask you this. Did he not look the same as KJ? Do they not practice against KJ every day? Yeah. So, I mean, you're pretty much seeing the same guy. Yeah. Well, and well, and then the backup horns is Hornsby. Yeah. Even more of a runner. You know, faster, not not as big. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the Alabama backup guy, he was big, just like KJ. Then yeah. yeah. he mobile like KJ. So it's you like, know, like a linebacker. It's something it's something you see in practice every day. So why is this looking brand? It's like I don't know. I don't, uh, that's, that's that's why I try to tell people ranking doesn't mean anything. Everybody was happy because he was ranked 10. Okay, woohoo, that doesn't mean anything. Last year at basketball, we had four number one rankings within a month. Yeah. Four different number ones. So yeah. it doesn't ranking doesn't mean anything until we get to the playoffs. So yeah. <laughs> later on in the season for sure. Well can we make it, a bowl game at least. Oh no, I think we're gonna be fine. Yeah. And and that's let's, what I wanna let's 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 you know look. Talk it down. Let's talk it down. We we've let it out. We've okay, let it out. I'm good now. Real, real quick on the on, on the on the I feel defense. better. Woo! Real real quick on the defense. Bullet <laughs> room. We, we do have a lot of hurt people. Okay, so that you know that that is that is the thing. We need to get some of those people back. Um, you know, there's a lot of injuries, especially those defensive backs. That's just where it's been hit. But like you said, Clint. Okay. We've kind of got out some of our frustration. Yeah. Some of that may come out later. Now let's look at the schedule the rest of the way. Okay. We're going into BYU. Now, at the beginning of the season, I picked us to lose to BYU. As I've seen BYU, I like our chances. Of course, as I've seen Arkansas play, I like our chances less. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Arkansas is not as good as I thought we would be at this point. And BYU is not as good as I thought they would be. So, what do y'all think going into this BYU game? What What are you looking at there now knowing what we know? Well, I've watched BYU play a couple times. You got to watch them play any big O? Uh, the first game, I think, that they had them on. Yeah, yeah they were on national TV, I think. Was yeah. it Oregon or somebody like that? Utah State, somebody. Yeah. Now, I did uh, – I do think we can just pull him. I really, really do. I just think we're going to be bigger, bigger, bigger and stronger, and we can just run it down their throat, and there'll be nothing they can do to stop it. They what we need to do is we need to see a steady dose, uh, a steady dose of Rocket and Dominic Johnson. Oh my gosh! Why didn't we? Why why wasn't he in the game on the goal lines? No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're done with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's another big question right there, yeah. That's uh, BYU, you know what? I think losing three is going to probably light a fire. 
and our coaches and our players. I think KJ is going to pull the guys together. Is he playing? He's out protocol. Yeah, he. Yeah, he, he, he I think he's going to pull the guys together, get mm -hmm. them fired up. I think Bumper and uh, Drew is going to do their thing on defense. You know, like I said, I, I believe in our guys. I just want our coaches put them in better positions. Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, if one man's not doing a job, next man step up. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. But we just have to we just have to get back to doing what we have to do, running north and south and, you know, attacking attacking yeah. attacking their offense. Yeah. You know, and I'm really looking forward to see what Mac could do. And what's the other guy's name, Travis? I, I'm Mbake. Mbake. I knew I'd butcher it. That's why I made you say it. I can't, I can't remember if the M is silent or not. Yeah. I think it may be silent. They'd be baked then, wouldn't it? it uh, yeah, maybe. Well, so we're going to Mbake. I think if you go with a silent letter at the beginning, then you say the last letter. I, I don't know. I made that up. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, them two guys want on the field. You know, that's part of the reason they made this move is they want on the field. And and like Big O said, it is next man up mentality. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, they want to get out there and they say, you ain't going to take me off this thing. I mean, that's yeah. – I mean, because what, what, I remember one thing, one of my favorite Nolan quotes I've ever heard, he goes, I don't care about who starts. I care about who finishes. Mm-hmm. And them guys want to get out there and they want to be sure that the guy's out there in crunch time. And then when the game's on the line, that they're finishing the game. And so I, I, I'm, I, and I know McAdoo was a high four star recruit at wide receiver. So that he's making this move. Yeah. It's a lot about him as a competitor. But I, but I really do. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them two guys play. If they get to play. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, but yeah, um, I think. I think you're right. I think Big O hit it with KJ. You know, I think KJ is going to come in and lead well this game. He's going to put the team on his back. And I think we're going to have to outscore him because I think our defense will, will struggle. Yeah. Um, but I think I think KJ will, will do enough to control the game uh, because they're really bad against the run. I think they're like ranked 100 out of 131 teams against the run. Uh, in in the NCAA, so that's uh, that's good for us. Like Clint said, they're gonna, we're going to be able to lean on them, push on them. But here's the thing, guys. After this game, if we if if the Hogs can get a win at Provo and and come out of there somewhat healthy, they have a bye week, which has been needed. Yeah. And now, and now let's 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 forget about what's happened these last few weeks. When we looked at this schedule, we all looked at it and said, "Man, that's going to be a gauntlet. That's going to be a hard stretch." Ever, I mean, that's why this schedule is the hardest in the nation. This is the hardest daggum stretch any football team is facing, right? And so. We're coming to the end of it. Yeah, we're battered and bruised. We're not coming out of it as well as we would like to. But, I mean, none of us would have been shocked with two losses for sure out of this. The Mississippi State game surprised us, right? So, did it, though? I mean, we beat them by three, and they missed the kick to send it to overtime last year. In you're, right. you're right. And Will Rogers is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, not just the SEC. 
but but would he have been good with the pressure though? Yeah. See? You know, he had 20 seconds to throw the yeah. ball. Would he have been oh, yeah, good no. with, with the pressure? And he he waited on me to get open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you have to think about it. Yeah. With the momentum we had from last year yeah. and, and the way KJ was looking, of course we're gonna have big expectations of the guys. Of course, when we first look at the schedule, we're gonna think that. But mm. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And yeah. you know, injuries came and you know, mistakes came, but you know, I still think that you know we can get BYU. And then who we got next? LSU. Well, here, here's where oh, it comes listen to the rest of this. We got a bye week. Okay. Then we play Auburn. Home oh, Auburn. Auburn, it may be, and I'm not just saying this, they may be <laughs> the worst team in the SEC this year. They make my first marriage look not dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they're <laughs> Auburn is a winnable game for sure. I think it's that that like I said they, they they're just not very they're not a very good football team right now. <clears throat> the only thing they got going for them in that game is it's at Auburn. Yeah. And then it's, it's going to be an 11 a.m. kickoff. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, that because it won't be a big big time game at all. But then you have the Liberty Flames coming, which we should just outclass and beat. Now they got a great coach. A smart coach. And, you think uh, Freeze is going to enjoy it at Auburn? He may be, yeah. Yeah, you can write that one down. You freeze yeah. to Auburn. Heard it here first. But then after Liberty, we have LSU, which is LSU can play tough, but they're still not the LSU of old, right? I mean, they're not the LSU of the past. And then we have Ole Miss which is by far our toughest game left. Home or there? So uh, home. Yeah, we played so them. Five games left. Well, we got one more. We got Missouri. And then we go, then we go to Missouri. So six games left. Mm -hmm. I picked four out of two of them as wins. Yeah, counting the BYU game is six. Yeah. I count I count four and two. I, I, I count as finishing four and two. Which two you think? Well, Ole Miss scares me. Yeah. Even though LSU is struggling, you know, you never know, mm. you know. Um, and LSU is at home. Um, Play LSU and Ole Miss at home in a row. And Auburn and Missouri's on the in road. Fact, we're, in fact, we're going to be three weeks in a row at, at home. We got Liberty. We got Liberty, LSU, and Ole Miss. Well, see, he just said uh, Auburn is the worst team. So he just gave a, you know, that's just like a commentator said he made 39 putts in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, that Auburn game scares me. <laughs> you, you never know when teams light that fire, you know, and, then, yeah. and maybe that, I don't know. I'm, well, and, I, and that's the thing about being in the SEC because 
even though Auburn's terrible this year, they have SEC caliber players on that team. Exactly. And if they decide to, and those are SEC caliber players that have won a lot of games in high school, probably, you know, they have, a, they know what it takes to win. And if, you know, it can click in a game in any game, you know, I mean, we've seen Missouri play, you know, they, they, Missouri played Georgia pretty good the other day for a little while, you know, and Missouri's terrible looking this year. At the end of the day, it's a quarterback-driven game. Mm. Um, if you don't believe me, South Carolina went to Kentucky, number eight at the time, Kentucky. Kentucky's Will Levis, all-ACC quarterback, had his foot in the boot. Yeah. They lost at home to South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the difference a quarterback makes. The quarterback play of all the remaining teams, really, the only one that really frightens me is is, is a Dart at Ole Miss. Yeah, just I, I would pick us to go six and zero and not back down. <laughs> but since Jalen Catalan went down from the first half of the Cincinnati game to now, it's a completely different defense. One player made that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. We look like a lockdown, lights-out defense the first half of Cincinnati. And then Jalen Catalan got hurt. And we haven't been the same since. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say five and one because the other teams really don't have – I think five of those teams really don't have the, – they don't have the passer that Ole Miss has. But I, I've, I've pictured D- D- Dart, Jackson Dart, to have a career day through there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think five and one, I think Ole Miss is the game we we don't uh, we're not able to stay with them. I want to be with you guys, but I don't want to be greedy. <laughs> so and, and, I, and I'm I'm a pretty big homer. <laughs> so it, it's it's hard for me to pick against and that's, them. and that's the great thing about it. Look, we started out this podcast pretty down in the dumps, <laughs> you know, but here we are predicting the rest of the season <laughs> and, we, and we're pretty positive. Okay. <laughs> and that's a hog fan for you. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. and that's, you know, because, you know, man, at the end of the day, I do believe in these coaches. And I do believe in these guys. I do believe these coaches will learn from their mistakes. And I do believe that these guys will, will learn from the coaches. And I believe that they're going to play their hearts out. That's that's just what I believe, man. I I, I just – I don't know what it is. I just um, – it's different. You know, when when last couple coaches we had up there, I didn't feel this way uh, as much. I did probably – I was a little bit of a homer still, but right. – uh, I definitely feel that this way now. And so uh, anyway, so we, we've done that. Big O, we, we can't have you on here without talking a little bit of Razorback basketball. We're getting close as it's it's about to come up. Uh, they're having the red-white game next uh, Sunday afternoon, which is now not going to be televised. It was going to be. I know. I'm spicy about it. Yeah, it was going to be on SEC Network Plus, but 
they're uh, now it's not going to be. So that's sad. But they, you know, they're doing it, of course, in Barnhill again, which I think is a great, great thing. Um, couple of things I wanted to ask you about Oliver Miller, the legendary basketball player. Call him by his full name. That's right. Oliver Miller. Oliver Miller. Um, Oliver Miller. One of the things they're doing this year, just recently, we signed up to play an exhibition game at Texas. In fact, when Musselman called Coach Beard, he said, we want to come to your place and play y'all in an exhibition game. It doesn't have to be home and home. We want to come to you and play an exhibition game. Now, he's doing that because after the first couple games, he's going to end up taking his kids over to Maui to play in the Maui Invitational and play against some great teams there. And so he wants to go on the road with them to give them a chance. And also, Texas is a uh, a great team, well-coached team, but they also have a lot of upperclassmen on their team. So he's taking his bunch of young pups and new pups from the transfer portal, taking them down there, to play in an exhibition, which most exhibition games, that's normally like Christian Brothers or somebody like that, right? I mean, that's probably who y'all y'all play people like that, I'm sure. And that's yeah. that's normal. So what do you think about him, even in his exhibition game, trying to – what he's doing to prepare his team for a good season? Once again, it's all about preparation. And what he's doing, he's trying to get these guys mentally prepared. He's trying to let them get them get them know that you know you're gonna be you're about to be on the big stage. He's trying to get them mentally prepared for every situation. Mm -hmm. um, three McDonald All Americans. I mean, you know, everybody's looking at them. Everybody's heard of them. And you know, we got the the guys that's transferred. You know. So it's a lot of expectations and he knows that. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to get them here because it's going to be a long year. He's, he knows, you know, like I said, you know, Coach Musman, I mean, I give him a lot of credit. I mean, you know, being the NBA coach helped him come. He's in the perfect situation. And I feel that, you know, it's going to let them give them the confidence to let them know where they are mentally and where they are as a team. So I, I like that. Yeah. And I think it's good when you've got a, when you've got a team that you know is going to be pretty good, why not get you a measuring stick early? You know, and if you lose, you lose, if you win, it doesn't really count for anything, but you, but it's one of the things, you know, you know, it may not count for your record. Right, but they're keeping score. Of course, it, no, it's it's a uh, exhibition and name only. Well, if you if you lose, I mean, it's 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 really a lose lose situation. I mean, a win win situation. Because if you lose, you get so much that you can bring into practice and work on, and it doesn't count against your overall schedule. All it is is a game people can talk about. Hey, they played an exhibition game against Texas. That's about it, right? It's not going to hurt your rankings. It's not going to hurt anything. 
But then if you Man win, if you win, you just shocked the world. You went down, you beat one of the, you know, a guy who's considered by many to be one of the best coaches in college basketball and in beard. You and against, you know, one of the better teams in college basketball. You know, you and you and you've prepared your team, like you said, you've got them mentally prepared for what they're gonna face down the road. And um I think it's smart, man. It's smart. Now, another thing Musselman has done, and we is he had a pro day the other day. Now, you said you'd never heard of a college doing a pro day for basketball. Nope. Nolan never yeah. Nolan never had a pro day for y'all or the uh, Nolan never had one. I don't think Coach K ever had one. I don't think anybody's ever had one. No, it's, it's like a fairly new thing. They, um, I think Kentucky did one, Memphis, Indiana. So it's. Well, I mean, with all these new rule changes and kids can get paid now, I guess you can do whatever you need to do now. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and not, I never heard of it. Not only did he do a pro day, they did what, what sounded like from the press conference, a pretty bang up pro day. They get jerseys made specifically for it, for the players and coaches. Mm-hmm. They get uh, booklets made for the, with all the players' bios in them with their strengths and weaknesses and stats and all that kind of stuff. They called all the NBA teams and asked them, said, hey, what drills would you want us to see? Would you want to see us run our players through for this, for this pro day? Big O, if I'm a recruit and I got a coach sitting in my living room and he brings out, here's what we did to try to get our guys an NBA contract. And he shows me that they went to that extent. That's got to make you think I want to go play for this guy. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, like kids probably look at Coach Cal at Kentucky. We're like, well. I want to go to the NBA. Let me go here. One and done. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, kids look at that stuff. Um, like when I was looking at, I'm looking at what's my chances of getting to the NBA. How many guys from the school made the NBA? Mm-hmm. You know, I look at stuff like that as well. I mean, yeah. You know, but well, I mean, that's a good thing, though. I mean, it may help the kids that don't get much attention. That wasn't McDonald All Americans. You know, a lot of teams look for the little blue collar guys and want to sit on the bench, wave, and don't have to worry about hearing no lip. Yeah. So, you know, so it's a good thing. I appreciate that for him. No, I agree. I think I think it's a good thing, but I don't think for a lot of the guys it's necessary. If you're if you're Nick Smith and you're the number one player coming out of high school, I mean, you're gonna get drafted. I mean, you're gonna be a lottery pick. You really don't need it. Plus, there's so much game film on you now. You know, every game is on TV. Um, I was thinking about – we are talking about, like, the recordings of games. And I just – I was thinking about – I remember when we played high school football, there was one guy recording the game, and that was it. You had, like, one one angle. Now they've got – like, they're streaming all the high school games on YouTube live. Yeah. I mean, it's, they have announcers and, and like, man, I like literally I had Mr. Gibson going, here's a shot of nature. 
<laughs> you'd like shoot the moon and like shoot random trees. So you'd be like <coughs> watching film, and then you'd be, and then you'd hear a coach playing like stupid Mister Gibson here. <laughs> no, you're right, and, and and like Clint, you're right. Nick for the Nick Smiths and the some of those guys, those McDonald's All Americans. Yeah, their names out there. But like, say Brazel, the the kid that's transferred from from uh, Missouri. Um, it's you know for to know that there's going to be there's going to be pro guys coming to see Nick Smith that are going to get to watch him play, you know, and Nick Smith's going to be throwing him the ball as he jumps up and dunks it, you know. Well, you're doing these drills. You're doing these drills and competing against Nick Smith. Yeah. I mean, less than they're coming out of high school. I'm going to show what I can do against them in a pro day. Like in high school, I used to always tell my teammates when I had colleges coming in, I'm like, hey, I got a couple of colleges coming in. You know, better do your thing. You know, but I mean, you know, like I said, it's it's a great opportunity. I mean, things are so different these days compared to back when I was playing. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad for the guys. I'm you know, it's good. Did they even have stars when you were coming out of uh, high school? And I'm yeah, not being disrespectful because I, I was a I was definitely a negative five star. <laughs> uh, no, the only thing they had back then was McDonald All Americans. Yeah, I would say I don't and think I don't. I mean, we had rankings, but we didn't have no five star, four star, and all that. Yeah, yeah. See, and said I never. I, I'm not sure when that was. Was it that? Did that guy? Did they have rankings? I know in football they had that guy in Texas that ranked a lot of the high school players in Texas or something. Yeah, but that's kind I, of where the star idea came from. Was him? No, nah, we didn't have that when I was playing. Yeah, I didn't know if they did basketball. Mm-mm. But you're a five star in my heart, big O. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Will you stop? Jeez. But yeah, that's uh, but I'm excited for this. You know, once again, you hate to get too excited and then get let down, but I'm excited for this basketball season. I think, uh, I think what we what we got going with these uh, with these players is is going to be something special. They, uh, yeah. Big O, did y'all ever go to Maui or do a do a tournament like that when you were there at U of A? Yeah, we went to Maui, lost to Michigan State in the championship game my senior year. Went to NIT, lost to Arizona in the championship my junior year. So yeah, more fun NIT. Or Maui Invitational? Maui, because I don't really like New York. Yeah. It's no. overcrowded, dirty, and, you know. Uh. It's, a, it's almost a nice place to visit. Um, the first time I went to New York, I stayed, like, literally across the interstate from MetLife Stadium. Uh-huh. And I walked into my <laughs> hotel, and I was like, neat. I've always wanted hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was I'm like yeah I guess I'll sleep here I don't think that about it but well, I saw <laughs> my only trip was to see the Yankees play yeah baby they on right now and uh I was uh it was funny big I went to a Yankees game He's checking uh, score now. Now you brought it up. Now he's got to say he was winning. That's right. It's tied up 1-1. Is it? Baseball baseball season's already over for me. I don't care. Yeah. Because your cards are out. 
my Cardinals got put out. So I'm just glad my Yankee broke the uh, home run, home home run record. That's right, I am too. But anyway, big all. I went to a Yankees game. It was the next to last game that Mariano Rivera pitched in. Wow! So it was, you know, I got to watch him come out of the bullpen. In fact, my seats were front row, by, right next to the bullpen. But anyway, after the game, uh, we were gonna. I had some friends in Long Island. We were gonna go stay there, and uh, I was trying to get out. And I was driving under in through the Bronx, you know, underneath the. Um, Bridge. Oh, the bridge, you know, the train or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving through there, and I'm, you know, it's confusing. I don't know where I'm at. I'm in a rental car. And uh there was a weird kind of intersection. And I think I pulled through like a red light. And right as I did, here comes this van with all these New York City police officers pulled up right beside me. <laughs> He's like, What are you doing? sorry i got confused like i'm looking for my wallet thinking he's about to give me a ticket he goes are you drunk i said no sir i haven't drank anything tonight he said i'm not not drunk i'm from the south (laughs) he said he said you drunk aren't you i said no sir i'm not drunk yeah you've been drinking just get off the road and then just took (laughs) off (laughs) <laughs> like okay wait a second <laughs> i'm drunk <laughs> you're just gonna let me sit here <laughs> and keep driving i guess in new york city they have more important things to worry about, about. To say do you know how many people they have to deal with is over new yeah. in new york god it's funny but uh, where was your favorite city that you played in the nba like which city did you like the most hmm. wow I would say, I know it's not Toronto because it's too cold. <laughs> I, I like LA because we stayed like in Marina Del Rey, and I always had the room facing the ocean. Oh, nice! So I used to always open up my patio door, sleep the door open, let the breeze come in. Oh yeah, I bet that was. Yeah, and the weather was always good. Yeah, because when you played on the East Coast, usually we'd be in LA for like a week. Because, you know, instead of going back and forth, we just play the Lakers, then play the Clippers, and then we go with Sacramento and all the other teams in Cali. But it was nice. We used to stay there for like a week, and I just enjoyed that little breeze. Yeah. Who had the best NBA fans when you played? Um, I mean, Phoenix, our fans were amazing because yeah. I, I can recall uh, the doubleheader. And the announcer were like, Phoenix fans, let's bring in the NBA family. And, and mm-hmm. before they can even finish announcing, it was just your ears be ringing. I mean, that place used to rock so hard. I mean, you 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 would leave with an earache. That's how loud they used to get. They got worse than the reunion arena during our days. That's yeah. how loud they used to get. And I thought it would never, I could never play an arena that loud, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, 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 I was watching. There's this special on Netflix called "The Redeem Team." Um, it's got it's about that the 2008 Olympic team with LeBron, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade, and then Kobe played. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the first time they played Spain. I know you played against him, so I, this probably won't surprise you at all. Kobe said, "He goes, I know what they're going to run." And Paul and 
Powell's going to set the last pick. He goes, I'm going to run through him. Like, so that's your thing, he goes, I'm going to run right through his chest. <laughs> sure enough, Kobe runs, just knocks the crap out of him. <laughs> and Paul's <laughs> like, I guess he's on one today. But how unsurprising is that to you knowing what you know about Kobe? Oh, man, you talking about competitors. Like, you know, it was, it was great. I remember one, uh, my last year in Minnesota, uh, we ran, a, they ran a screen and roll, we trapped them. And I tipped the ball out of bounds. He looked at me like, ah, big fella, I forgot how quick your hands was. And after that, I was never able to touch the ball again. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it, it was, you know, he was real competitive. I mean, he, he took some beatings. He, he took a lot. I mean, he's still coming. Yeah. But, but you know, there, there's so few players like Kobe and like Larry Bird and Magic who they decide like, like I hear like stories of Larry looking at Sean Kemp going, you're the one that broke all my records in high school, weren't you? Because <laughs> I got something for you tonight. Yeah. Like scored like 50 or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, you know, was, um, when you grow up watching guys. Yeah. And you make it and you're like, oh, damn, you build on beer. Oh, you magic. Oh, you're, you're the chief. Yeah. I remember watching you growing up and, it was yeah. like, and then you finally playing against Carl Malone and guys like that, and Patrick Ewing. You like, man, I watched you at Georgetown. You know, that's what's going through your head. Like you seeing all these guys that you watched growing up, and then you playing against them. It's like, ooh, hey, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was good. Yeah, that's cool, man. That that had to be neat to do that. And of course, like we've yeah. talked about in the past, you got to. You started out playing on a team with one of your idols and Sir Charles. You know, that, that had to be a neat deal there. Yeah, it was crazy because uh, Spud Webb always had a celebrity game, and mm. Charles was there, and I, I got to meet him. I like, I'm a big fan, you know, woo-woo. Next thing I know, I heard him getting traded from Philly to Phoenix, and next thing I know, and the next pick is Oliver Miller to Phoenix, and I'm like, wow, I get to play with, with a guy. I looked up to so you know it was it was nice experience yeah that's yeah. so cool <laughs> and then you get out there and you line up against those uh like you said those guys like patrick ewing and chief and all those you got to watch play all those years man that had to be yeah now i can have a story to tell my grandkids like uh hey your, your g paul played against this 50 greatest he played against that one and that one and that one and that one <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, I uh, pick him up every Monday and Friday, and I had a picture in the car, and he's like, is this you with the Suns? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you had hair. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You, you know, it was funny is, is you know, you, you we can sit here and argue GOAT all day long. You know, most people, Orang will probably say Jordan. Um, I don't know who you'd say, Big O. I'm going to ask after this because I brought it up. MJ, Kobe, LeBron. But see, that's what I was going. Kobe is in that discussion. Yeah, he has to be. You got him. You got him number two. He's Michael Junior. So you have to have him number two. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you can say I, I I picked the ball away from one of the goats. Yeah. Yeah. And I can say I blocked Michael Jordan shot. That's a lot of things yeah. I just say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. And with the 
with the wonder of YouTube nowadays, you can uh, even show them some of them. Yep. That's even better. Trust me, my, my oldest grandson has, has been through all my highlights. <laughs> has he? Good. That's good. No, because that's what I, I like. I had to I had to get on YouTube and look up Oliver Miller, MTV Rock and Jock. <laughs> and all I remember, the last I remember is like, he is 0 for 10 from the 10-point line. <laughs> hey. Out of my range. But I, had to to the, hey. I had to get close to the paint. I know. It doesn't <laughs> matter. He had 25 pointers, though. <laughs> he had two 25 pointers, Clint. Two 25 pointers. So no, let's me. say if he was 0 for 10 from the other one. And then, okay, so, okay, 12 shots and 50 points. That's a pretty good night. <laughs> hey, look at Travis Kelsey. Four touchdowns, 25 yards. <laughs> now, we're all sports fans here. We're having a discussion about sports. Worse, worse rules. NCAA targeting being ejected or the roughing the passer calls they have in the NFL right now. Oh, they neck and neck. I know. Yes. <laughs> It's neck and I understand you trying to protect your players and whatnot because of all the CTE and the concussions, but <laughs> these that, they 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 getting next next year you what just uh somebody said on TV, well you gonna put a flag on them to like flag football. Once you pull the flag off the quarterback, they tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, it's, it's crazy. That Tom Brady one the other day was just terrible. I mean that was yeah. I don't know what I don't know what a defensive guy is supposed to do. I mean, how are you going to stop his momentum from throwing somebody down to the ground? Yeah, three hundred pounds. You trying to slow yourself down while you got somebody in your grasp? Yeah, there's no way. No, and, and you're just and, and we're all big guys. You're going to fall faster and harder than smaller guys. Yeah, especially when you're trying to get the other guy to. The, I mean, they're they're just it, it was just horrible, horrible, horrible calls and oh, you know what they you know what they probably do now slow the game down and go to replays and see if it's a uh a foul or not and you know it's, it's, that's that's all they're gonna do that's all they're gonna do is add that to it at the end of the day you know all you want to do is get the call right if they hit the quarterback late yeah they deserve to be punished but if they tackle the quarterback yeah that's kind of what you've been Trained to do. They were just like Rick and Sherman say they hate for that to be a determined call in the playoff game. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, big old man, we appreciate yeah, yeah. you so much, dude. It is always Brent, a Travis is always a pleasure. Man, always it's always a, a joy having you on here. You're a you're just an awesome guy, a fun guy. Uh and it's you know, for a couple guys like me and Clint, you know, when when Big O gets on you know, messages me and says, when am I coming back on? <laughs> like, when can I get my computer open, man? Let's do it. So uh, I told Travis, I said, you know, if you could go back in time and tell like 20-year-old Clint, 16-year-old Clint, like, hey, we're going to have a podcast and we're going to have Oliver Miller as a regular contributor, I'd be like, what's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> And then I'd be like, sweet. Some, some cool word to say back then. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to say if, if Coach Pittman or any of the coaches staff get wind of this, because I'm pretty sure, you know, people do talk, which I don't care. 
because I can see it in your face. We're not asking you to be fired. We're not asking for your jobs. We just have questions as fans of why the decisions you make. Like I'm pretty sure as a as fans had pretty much questions. Big O, why did you get a tech? Big O, why did you not do this? And you know, like when I was growing up, I had old schoolers always criticize me. I can have a 25-15 game. They always ask me, how was your game? I said, I did good. What was your stats? And they asked me what my stats, but they always found one thing to criticize me about. Yeah. And that was, well, you had too many turnovers or you didn't have enough block shots. If you had enough block shots, you had this and that and that. So I'm like, okay. So what that did was motivate me to work harder. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't want people to think I'm putting down anybody. Oh, no, I, I don't think, I don't think any of it came across that. We, we're just fans. We're three fans. Yeah, fans. we're, you know, they, I mean, you got to understand Arkansas fans, <laughs> we, we, we diehard fans and we love our sports and we just want, what's best for our teams and best for our players and coaches. So, And look, we're so passionate about it. We love you, but get your your stuff together. That's right, that's right. (laughs) And here's the truth. When you have a bad game, sure, it hurts you. Yeah. And it hurts us, too. Yeah. We we, we got beers and shots of tequila, too. (laughs) I did it. <laughs> I always get up, bad. I get up, watch the trade bitty walk and talk, watch the highlights, watch post game press conference this week. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even watching football. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not watching ESPN. I'm not turning it on. I'm yeah. not checking Harry down south. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch wrestling tonight. Yeah. Then that's <laughs> I watch WWE because that's what men do. Well, fellas, at least. At least you don't have to get up the next day, watch the Browns play the Chargers. The Chargers tried to give the Browns the game. And the Browns rookie kicker from LSU, which misses a game-winning field goal, the Browns are going to Brown. So I got to follow up that Mississippi State game with – <laughs> watching that the next day so well i'm five and oh my team yeah, no, you've got a yard baby philly yeah, philly's philly. got, a, got a big one this week got a big one taking on the dirty cowboys fly yeah. eagles fly that's right e-a-g-l-e-s eagles baby shit let's go hey you know? uh cowboys gonna play cooper or Dak? i like hope it. they play Dak. they play Dak. we'll win for sure they play <laughs> cooper it's gonna be a cold. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a long day, like Arizona game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The the Eagles, Jalen Hurts and that that team, man, they're doing so good. So congratulations on that. Enjoy it. Appreciate it. Well, folks, seriously, like Big O said, Pittman, we're behind you. Bras, we're behind you. Odom, we're behind you. We just want to see a different product out there, just like we know y'all want to see a different product out there. But uh, we love the Hogs. We're going to root them on, uh, continuing through the season. Folks, thanks for watching listening to this podcast. Uh, Check out Hometown Roofing, uh, our buddy Robert there. Uh, If if you've had some uh, damage to your roof from hell or whatever, he'll come look at it for free and 
get you a new roof if you can. Let your insurance pay for it. Also, yeah. Big C, bigger T, and big O, we approve this message. Pig suey. Pig suey. Sweat. Work. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more than I hurt Crying your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard rock So I can sow the seed In a Pain. Lord knows I gotta follow his lead That's why I swear When I work, my hands get 